Tzoraim Tov, we continue our Sefer Biyam Darkecha, The Laws of Shabbos. We're in the second chapter of the essay about the prohibition of doing work on Shabbos. And we're answering the question, if the whole point of Shabbos is to be Dovok Tashem, why don't I just be Dovok Tashem? That's something in the heart. What does it matter if I'm Mechal Shabbos? And the author is going to list off five reasons why that's a problem. We've already done two. The first one is doing an Aver is like eating poison. So if you're having poison, doesn't help that you love God, but you're going to be dead spiritually. And number two, that when you do Aver is you do all kinds of damages to the world. And you don't know what the extent of that damage is. So that's notwithstanding if you feel close to Hashem or not, you're doing considerable damage. Now we're going to continue with the next three reasons, and we're on page Shin, Pei Hei, section Vav. The next thing is, this also, when you do an Aveira, especially Chil Shabbos, it causes your heart to not want to accept to do the will of Hashem. Okay? As the Navi Shmuel said to Shaul, he said, it's much better to listen to Hashem than to bring korbanos. He says it in two ways, but it's better listen to what Hashem does, wants from you, instead of doing things. The first thing Hashem wants for us is to listen to Him, to obey Him. So if you don't obey someone, how can the person accept your love? I love you, but I don't listen to you. It doesn't make sense. If someone gets the king angry and he doesn't believe in what the king says and doesn't listen to him, Hashem is not interested in his gifts. He's not interested in his love. And he says, who asked you? I didn't ask for this. And therefore, everyone has to reflect on this. If a person would, uh, would ask and command one of his sons or his students and the child would not listen to them and not do what the parent says, and therefore, and then he just says some nice words of loving words, which the, which the parent didn't ask for. He's not going to be happy with it. Main thing is, be good, listen. So if we don't listen, then all the flowery words of love are worthless. That's number three. Number four is that one who is denigrates halacha. So it really shows you don't have a true heart to Hashem. As the Mesilis Yashorim tells us, true love does not come, uh, it's not only that it brings out a desire to fulfill precisely what the one you love wants, but it also produces a desire to do more than what was asked from and to give extra pleasure to the one that you love. And this is what he writes, the quote from the words of Mr. Sherman, the 19th chapter. He says, things that we see with our eyes, that uh, things that transpire between those who love and are friends with each other, with this true love, you don't say, well, I only do what they told me to do. Whatever they said, that's what I'm going to do. And therefore, I'll do that. No, you have to want to do everything you're possible to do to give pleasure to that being. 
Okay. So somebody really loves Hashem and from the lovers. So when Hashem commands us to do something, it's just letting us know what will make Hashem happy. And that's the direction Hashem wants to go. So you shouldn't say, well, it's enough what God specifically said. Or I'm going to do what, what I have to do. But rather you should know, since I see that this is what God's leaning towards, that gives me a direction of where I should go and to try to do it even more and more and more. It's just hinting to me what I like. So therefore, it, it's <laughs> certainly if you're doing Averos, that's even worse. Because we should want to be doing more than what Hashem asked us to do. Hashem says, I want you to rest on Shabbos. So you have to figure out, okay, so how can I even do it better? As opposed to doing the opposite. And then finally, the fifth thing he says, is if you're telling me the main thing is Avodah Shabalev, the service of the heart, to have a connection of feeling to Hashem. Therefore, the first feeling should be a feeling of accepting the yoke of heaven and to recognize the kingdom and to serve Hashem and to express in his actions the feeling of recognizing the kingdom and to reveal in a physical way that I recognize and want the kingdom. Okay? Again, another marshal to a father who says to a son, make for me a feast on the day of my feast. Certainly he wants the heart of the son to show his love on the day of the feast. But... If you, uh, if you don't prepare the meal as it's asked, then you haven't done anything that he wants. The beginning of love is to listen to what people have to say to you. And those are the five aspects. So therefore, you can't just say, oh, I love Hashem, but I can be Machal Shabbos. You can't. It doesn't fit in. Now he moves on to a very uh, significant issue in the ninth section where on page Shin, page Zayin, the whole issue of Chumras, stringencies so everything that we have spoken about so far in this this week has been dealing with the actual halacha that you must do as the post can bring it down everyone's obliged to do that but then we have you know stringencies ways of beautifying the mitzvah although it's a great thing as the Mishilash Hashem writes okay uh, when he talks about precious, abstaining to be machmer in certain things, even if there's a singular opinion in a machlokas, you want to hold like him. Okay. So there is an important issue of this. And this is a fence to guard that we don't do any sins. But you got to be careful with this because sometimes if you have too many stringencies, it's going to make you feel deprived, and that's not what Hashem wants. Hashem doesn't want you to be super extra-religious and super unhappy at the same time. So this is the rule he says. If humrus, if stringencies create a feeling, a bad feeling for a person with his service of Hashem, and he feels like he's just, you know, like, like burnt out from it, or the humrus confuse him, from the simple tvekas to Hashem and cause him to lose the simcha, the mitzvah, that's a sign that the chumr is not for his level. And Hashem does not want him to be machmer at this point. And if he's machmer, he loses more than he gains.
Because the whole goal is to bring a person closer to Hashem and not distance himself from, from Hashem. And therefore, a person who's stringent in a place where it's not suited for his spiritual level, he's showing that he really is not interested in the connection to Hashem. And if the uh, and, and and if the learning of, of the inner aspects of of the halacha that he that illuminates his soul, but he's only looking to feel good. Because, but he's not interested in the total goal of what it's all about. Okay? Therefore, don't do chumras because that makes me look frummer. Don't do chumras because everybody's doing the chumras. It's because something you really, really want to do. And you're happy and you're thrilled to do it. If you're not thrilled to do chumras and you're unhappy, how's it gonna, how are you going to feel close? If you're doing things you don't want to do that you don't have to do. But this is regarding chumras. If you should go like the opinions that are stricter than the norm, or to be machmer in a case where it's a doubt, where according to Allah you can be lenient. So be lenient where it's appropriate, but whatever is the actual halacha, that has nothing to do with how you feel about it, and not how you you know not how you feel. I get excited or not? It takes away from my tefakas. You got to listen exactly what it says. You must do exactly what the halacha is. You have to do what the halacha says to the detail if that's what the halacha demands and not in terms of a chumrah. But only things that you're not obliged to do, like various stringencies that are not the main psak. So only be machmir, be stringent in those doubtful situations. And... and uh, and you have to be very careful if you want to be strict. Because on the one hand, there's a virtue to be strict. But on the other hand, you have to make sure you don't get disheartened from it. The main thing is your good feeling of connection with Hashem while you've already followed the halacha. And if he's following the halacha, and now you're going more, but because I'm doing more, I'm losing the cleaving to Hashem, I'm losing the simch, I'm losing my presence of mind, they know for sure that's not the will of Hashem. Same idea with the father with the marshal again. He says for the child to, pre- to prepare a, f- a feast. So therefore, on the one hand, he should certainly prepare the feast. And he can't just bring his feelings along to the feast. He has to prepare the feast. But on the other hand, <laughs> if he puts his whole mind and his whole strength only to prepare for the feast. And therefore, he doesn't leave himself to have any presence of mind to express his love. Then the father's going to say, what do I need the whole feast for if you're not even happy? In other words, the father's saying, I want you to make a party for me. But certainly the father wants to see the son smiling at the party. But if the son is took on all the extras, I'm going to do it more and more and more and more and more. And what happens yet? You're just nervous and frustrated and there's not a smile on your face. So the father says, what do I need the party for if you're not happy? It's the same idea, you know, with all issues in life, all kinds of simchas that we make in life and we take on to, to, to do so much more than what the mitzvah requires. You make a wedding. Okay, there's an Indian to make a, some kind of a feast, to have a, to have a band, to share these things. But if that becomes your overly focused, I have to make it the best, the best band, the best this, the best that. And because of it, all kinds of frustrations come out. Who asked for this? We're just supposed to be happy. 
And if you're so stressed out from everything else, so then where's the happiness? So you've lost the whole, out on the whole thing. That's a critical point he is saying. And the footnote Reish Nunvav, he says a very powerful point. If by doing humrus more than necessary for you, it, it, it contradicts the light that's supposed to come into closeness, and if you're going to be machmir on this kli, so to speak, then it shows the main thing you're focused on is the superficialities. Because it's all superficial. The actions are superficial. It's supposed to represent what's behind the heart. But if I'm focused on all the externals, but I'm not happy with it, so then you're more external than internal. Now, if the chumras do not contradict the light, then the need to do chumras is like doing halacha because that subjugates you to do the will of Hashem with, with wholesomeness. And we're showing we're doing Hashem's will. Okay? So therefore, you need a lot of guidance in this to know exactly what definitions fit and what work for us. And, and just doing more and being unhappy is not a solution for that. Therefore, even though you don't want these chumras to, to confuse you so much with all these hidurim, and therefore, if, if it's going to cause you to lose the dvekas, you can rely on the lenient opinions as long as it fits into halacha and all the rules that are allowed. And don't confuse yourself with all the chumras, but be happy with the mitzvah that you're doing. And there you have to be careful not to bring yourself into places of sadness or extra concerns. Just you have to know, have you done your mitzvah properly? That's what you have. And, and more than that, and don't let the concerns make you neurotic if you've done the mitzvah properly. But do the mitzvah with simcha mitzvah, the way you can do it. And you do what you're able to do in the context in which it's there. And rely on Hashem will accept you with love and be happy and trust Hashem that he's happy with this. This is a big issue with, with new Balei Tshuva. New Balei Tshuva want to do what's right, but they can't be neurotic about it. You can't do what's right and make yourself stressed out. You can't do what's right and make everybody else stressed out when you don't need to do more, or rather not what's right, but to make more chumras. I'm going to be so machmir. Everyone who's coming to my wedding will have the biggest stringencies in the world that are more than what the law requires. And therefore, everybody who comes to your wedding is going to be unhappy. So then what was the mitzvah you did? Because, oh, that's what everybody does. Well, that's the externals. The other people who do it, if they're happy and everybody's happy doing it, that's one thing. Therefore, you have to understand exactly what is the Ratzon Hashem. You have to always be careful with that Ratzon Hashem. So you have to always um, he says the rule in footnote Reish Nun Zayin, he says the rule of this is that anything that you can do within your comfort zone and you don't do then that's a denigration. But what you can't do don't worry about it. Now the Yetzirah tries to trick you and fool you on both sides. Either it brings you to a sense of yeshus and focusing on the externals, 
that everything depends on your kli that you're making, and he won't, and if he doesn't succeed in making the biggest kli, and all the chumras, then he's unhappy. Okay, or he brings him to a sense of, I'm focusing so much on the inside, as if I achieve everything, and therefore I don't need any kalim at all. And both are not correct. You have to realize, the main thing is the light from Hashem. And therefore we have to purify our hearts to try to cling to Hashem, search for ways to remember, and you have to remember at the end of the day, the light doesn't come from you, the light comes from Hashem as a gift, and only those who do the mitzvahs with humility and not people who go against what Hashem wants and they don't take care of their kalim, even if they think uh, that they think that through the kalim everything is done. In other words, Hashem wants to know what's the main thing in your life? The kalim you make to receive the light or the light itself? And if you're going to get a little less light, but it's going to be a pure light that you're going to love and you're going to be enjoying, you'll be close to Hashem, then that's amazing. Remember, keep your eye on the ball. Keep your eye on the goal. The goal is closest Hashem, simcha and happiness. So number one priority, you must follow the, the halacha as the halacha rules. Can't get around that. Now you want to do more than what the halacha rules. You want to be machmir, you want to take the strict opinion when there's leaning opinions to rely on. I got to know, is this making you happy and you feel close to Hashem and everybody is, is pleased with what you're doing? Then you're focusing more on being close to Hashem in a sincere way. But if you just want to do the chumrah because everyone else is doing the chumrah, what will people think and all these things? I'm going to feel good that I've built a great kli, but I'm, I'm so stressed out and I'm not even close to Hashem and I'm doing all kinds of averos. You know, you, you want to make, have all the chumras in the world, and now somebody, another chumra doesn't come out. So you're going to get angry and yell at the person? Is that what Hashem wants? I think they said a story with uh, Rav Steinman. There's all kinds of chumras when it comes to making matzah. There's all kinds of chumras when making matzah. One of them is regarding a chumra of mayim shalonu, certain water that has to be drawn and stays overnight, already being in a drawn state, and all kinds of chumras he had with that. And he had that chumra, and when he got married, he asked his wife to prepare the water in a certain way, with all these chumras that he wanted. And well, let's, let's back up the story. Let's go to the end of the story from down to the beginning. As he got older and he was no, and his Rebbitzin passed away, he asked his students to do this particular chumrah for him in preparing the water for the matzahs. So the son said, okay, fine, but how come you haven't been particular about this all these years? So I'll tell you, because the first year I got married to your mother, I was particular. I asked her to do it, and she forgot to do it. So what are we going to do? Tell her, oh, you forgot to do it. Now I can't have this chumrah and this and that and make her feel bad? So he didn't. He said, he said it's okay. It, it was, it's only an extra chumrah. It's not the biggest deal in the world. And as long as he was married to her, he would never think to invoke that chumrah because then she'd realize that she did something that was really upsetting for him. If your chumras aren't achieved and you get angry and you yell at people, 
So are you doing it because you want to get close to Hashem? You're doing other Averos in the process. He says, ah, you messed it up. Now I can't do this Chumrah. Okay. <laughs> That's not why you have Chumrah. Sometimes it's if you want to get close to Hashem, okay, this time you don't have the Chumrah. Finish. You live without the Chumrah. Very important. Very important. You need a lot of guidance. Balei Tshuva especially need a tremendous amount of guidance in this because you can get very fooled by thinking the more Chumras, the frumer I am and the better Jew I am, although you are miserable. If that's the case, forget it. There's no reason to be machmer at all in these areas. He continues and says, the true servant of Hashem is not looking for feelings of perfection He's not looking to be certain that I've fulfilled all the opinions. He only should be looking for one thing, the will of Hashem and the Holy Shekhinah. And if he does everything the way Halacha requires, as far as he can reach, and he relies on Hashem that he will succeed, something his actions will succeed and he'll be accepted with love, he should be happy with that. Because the rule is Hashem does not come to criticize his, his, his creatures. The Torah is not given for angels. Hashem wants we should do things seriously, properly on the one hand, and on the other hand, to know that you don't have to be perfect. Doing it with a happy heart, trusting, full of dveikas to Hashem. And if Hashem wants to, at, 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 with a desire that Hashem should accept, like every mitzvah. Now, of course... He says in footnote, Reish Nun Ches, there's one area specifically we try to be as machmir as possible. And what's that? In Inyone Kedusha, aspects of holiness. Because if you lack a certain holiness, talking in morality and things like that, physicality, because number one, this is the root of all of our service of Hashem. And the Yetzirah confuses us so much in this area and lies to us by telling us it's so hard. And you, sh- okay? And therefore, don't go after those feelings. I can be lenient because that is the Yetzirah trying to fool you. But the truth is, every Jewish soul needs to be as distant as possible from over uh, involvement in physicality because that is the root of all your midos. That's an area. Be as machmer as possible. Again, not to the point where you're mamish miserable. But there's an aspect more to be machmer because if you fail in that area, the the damage is so much greater. Now we're at the bottom of page Shin, page Tes, section Yud. And he says, and just like we have to be careful from these extra concerns that the Yetzirah brings up, that maybe I made a mistake in a certain area of doubt in the Yetzirah, is enclothing himself in the in the face of making a cheshben and nefesh, a spiritual accounting, and that's just some confusion that you shouldn't relate to it, because sometimes a person will think like this, and he thinks everything's in order, and all of a sudden the HR begins and says to him, you're not in order, why'd you do this and this? It appears to me, there's certain opinions that it's not allowed, this isn't a fit thing to do, this is a doubtful situation. Maybe you stumbled. Maybe you made a mistake and you've caused certain damages. And these are all the things that the HR brings to have a second guess ourselves. 
So you have to know the rule. Here's the rule. Every cheshben anefesh, if it's coming from a pure place, it's a cheshben that will not bring you to sadness. It will bring you to strengthening yourself. A cheshben that will cause you to make decisions that from now I'll get stronger with new vigor, that's the right cheshben anefesh. And that's the big rule. Anything, every thought in Avodah Hashem should causes sadness and despair and a lack of desire to move on is coming from a bad place because from good comes good and from bad comes bad. And if from the thoughts that you have, it comes out despair and sadness, you know it's coming from the bad side. And therefore, he says in the brackets, if a person feels sadness and brokenness, that it's because he seems he did something not according to the will of Hashem, he can be sure you don't have to be worried. Because in general, those thoughts are mamish, lies, and mistakes. And there was no mistake on our part. And even if there maybe was a mistake, you don't have to worry about that at this time. It's what's done is done, and let's move on. Unless you obviously did something that was absolutely wrong, then you have to fix it up in the future. So it's understood that everything we've been saying until now, again, we're not talking about you did a for sure iser. You mamish ate treif, and it was mamish wrong. Well, then you have to do tshuva. It doesn't depend on your feelings. If you feel bad, too bad. We're talking about humrus and doubts or things that depend on the level of the person. So again, if your thoughts arouse you to, to give more heart to it and to elevate and you're excited to do that, it's great. But if through that the Yetzirah is trying to make you feel sad, you have to know that's not the Ratzon of Hashem. So he tells a story with the Baal Shem Tov. Here's a good story. The story is one time the Baal Shem Tov used uh, to light a candle that was made out of chalev, out of fats. Because he thought, according to the halacha, it's okay. Burning fats is okay. All of a sudden, the Yetzirah pops in a thought in his mind. Maybe it's not allowed. And he felt at that moment it was bringing him to a little level of sadness. And he understood that this is coming from the Yetzirah. So then he said, I'm making a Kabbalah by myself that from now on, I will only use a candle made out of fats. And that means, we're not saying, you know, why should I bother to be machmir? But that's only if it's something that makes him, lowers his spirit, or causes pressure, or you lose your presence of mind, or your simcha and your dvekas, then you shouldn't do it. Because we should not listen to the Yetzirah, even with the quote-unquote mitzvahs that the Yetzirah wants us to do. If you hear these words from the Yetzirah, then it means you care about the externals more than the internals. You're more worried that the thing is done 100% bad, perfect, but without the Ratzon of Hashem in that, because you're not feeling connected to Hashem. So let's say, you know what that'd be like? A person, a person is, 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 life is in danger and would require you to be Machal Shabbos to save his life. And the guy says, I don't want to be Machal Shabbos because I never was Machal Shabbos. Why should I start now? That's certainly a person who's not serving Hashem. He's serving himself. He's saying everything he wants is that him outside it should look good. 
But you don't really care what the will of Hashem is. No, you have to be Mechal Shabbos to save somebody's life. When you really serve Hashem with truth, you're always looking, what is the will of Hashem? And how can I be a chariot for the Shekhinah? And my whole goal is to reveal in my actions the revelation of Hashem of the world and to be happy and to get close to that. And this is not only dealing with thoughts in the past, but even a person's conduct, which is initially that if it's allowed according to proper um, uh, opinions, but he says, maybe I should be machmir like the other ones. Maybe there's a problem. In that way, if it's going to lead you to sadness, you have to know that that is not the rotson of Hashem. And therefore, you need to be very sharp in knowing the difference between halacha and chumrah. If it's an actual halacha that must be done, you have no choice. That's God's has revealed what he wants, and therefore you can't get closer if you don't follow the halacha. And if you go against the halacha, it means you don't want the rest of Hashem. You can't say, oh, I'm going to do a sin, so I won't be sad. There's no such thing that it can never be a situation that the rutzen of Hashem is that a person should not do an Aveira. That is, we have to prioritize. What's the first thing Hashem wants? To do what you're supposed to do. Number one. Number two, once you do that, now Hashem wants to be happy and close to him. And that means if you're doing more than what Hashem asks you to do, it's not going to make you happy, then take that off the list. So therefore, so what what if it means? Well, I want to be happy, I have to go against the halacha. Or I want to feel close to Hashem, I have to transgress halacha. Then you got to know that's for sure a mistake because there's no such thing as going against the halacha. There could be no joy and no dvekas if you go against the halacha. But if, according to halacha, it's mutter, and post can say it's allowed, and even though maybe there's a place where you could be machmer, and it's a nice thing if you be machmer, and to find a way to fulfill the uh, the law according to all the opinions, because you want to do that, that's nice. But if it's going to bring you to sadness and confusion or a stress and tension, you shouldn't be machmer. Because a chumrah is not like halacha. You're not chayiv in them. It's not the total ratzon of Hashem. It's like, Hashem, I'm happy if you're going to be happy doing the chumras. And that's also dealing with different levels. Okay, what to learn, what kind of pleasures to take away from yourself, you know, in, in things that need, that are really going to be good for you and you're happy with it, strengthen yourself to do it. But if you're not happy to do that, but you're following the locha, then it's definitely something you should not be involved in. Okay, we'll stop over here. And we'll finish this chapter up tomorrow.